Why does wedding planning have to be so hard? Like, like my nail lady just told me that my mother-in-law thinks that my dress has too much cleavage. Like, I can't help the size of my boobs, you know? And then my florist says that peonies won't be in season at the time of my wedding, and I already had my stationery designed. Now my envelopes aren't gonna match my bouquet. Like, seriously, does it get any worse? And on top of all of that, this seating chart needs to be finalized by tonight, and I don't know how to spell Svetlana. Oh, it's all just too much. I can't. I, just, I think I need to, like, elope or, like, not get married at all. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just can't do this. Oh. Hannah. <laughs> Hannah! Oh my gosh, you're so bright! Yes, I'm your wedding godmother. Is, is that a thing? Yes, well I was getting too old for the whole tooth fairy gig. There was too much travel, too many late nights, and somebody probably should have told me 300 years ago that trading teeth for money was not a good business plan. But anyways, I'm here to help. You are? Yes, I come with a message. You are not alone. Episode 68 of Big Lash Energy is going to tell you everything you need to know. So get your headphones, give it a listen, and quit being such a little whiny bitch, okay? Nobody cares about your envelopes. Nobody. Like, literally nobody. Hello and welcome to a fun and hopefully helpful episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. One second. I just need to take a breath. (sighs) I made it. At the time of recording this episode, I'm officially more than halfway through wedding season and damn does it feel good to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Throughout the first half of the summer, I've been working on a little mini side project that I'm quite excited to share with you today. Wedding planning is hard and the way I see it is if you were about to embark on a long journey into unfamiliar territory, wouldn't you think that the best advice would be from someone who's already been there before? So who better to help you plan your wedding than other brides. Of course, when I do South Asian weddings, I'm often working with my clients on multiple days. So the ceremony and reception are divided up. I get to see the bride the day after her wedding. And at that time, we often reflect on how crazy her week has been and the things that she may have done differently. Now, I figured since I had access to brides who were literally just on the other side of getting married, I'd collect their advice for what worked and what didn't, and some of it might surprise you. This week, I'm sharing tips from my morning after conversations, as well as adding my own spin on things, as someone has been doing this for over 18 years now. And since I've been a bride twice, I'm also giving three very unique wedding ideas that I did at my wedding that I think you're gonna like. So cancel that cake tasting, step away from that Pinterest craft project and get ready to hear wedding planning advice for my past brides. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. 
All right. I don't know why I'm so excited about this. I guess because it's a project I've been working on for a while and I'm really stoked to share with you these conversations. So just to give a little context, I collected most of these chats while I was doing hair and makeup for the reception. I explained the concept for the episode to my bride, then asked if she wanted to participate. After that, I hit record having no idea what she was going to say. I wanted to keep the conversations as authentic and real as possible. And one of my brides gave advice that was so cheeky. She came back later asking me to change her voice so her family didn't know it was her. (laughs) Anyways, let's get to the good stuff, shall we? I'm not sure if it's advice, but I just wanted 10 people at my brown wedding. And we ended up having about 500 people. How do you go from 10 to 500? (laughs) We just did. (laughs) He has a huge family, but... On our wedding day, we got a lot of shagging, which people just like gives you money. Uh-huh. And 500 people gave us $100 bills, $50, like each person. And it took us a whole night last night counting that people's money. <laughs> so you didn't mind having 500 no, people? No, no. I loved it. <laughs> so you just slept on a pile of money I last wouldn't night? Have, yeah, I wouldn't have minded 700 people after this. <laughs> <laughs> invite all the people, don't say no to anyone. <laughs> Invite all the plumbers, invite all the electricians you've had in your life, everyone. They give you money. (laughs) That is amazing advice. Okay, so what are you going to do with all this money? Beautiful honeymoon somewhere far from here. Okay. Eat a lot of food. It's (laughs) a lot lot of of food. A lot of shopping now. (laughs) I love it. So your advice would be invite all the people. Everyone and anyone. Who cares? (laughs) You're ready. Who cares? They're just going to come give you money. That's amazing. I love that advice. Thank you. I love this advice, but I already know what some of you might be thinking. Sure, great idea if you're not the one paying for your wedding, because a wedding with 500 people costs significantly more than a wedding with 10, but this is fabulous advice to the bride whose parents are paying. Or if you have a very generous family. I know when I got married, I was paying for everything myself, and my fiance at the time kept promising me that we'd make most of the money back as gifts, but that was absolutely not the case. In fact, one couple gave us a cutting board that said compliments of Edgewater Casino on the box. And another family of five gave us a framed poem one of them had written about life on the streets. Not about us, not about love, not about marriage, nothing. It was about being a thug. And I promise you that was not in my gift registry. One thing I found while working with families from all different backgrounds is that in Eastern cultures, there's more of a group mentality. So typically the family helps each other out a lot more financially. It's not strange at all to give money or ask for it. In Chinese tradition, for example, there's the tea ceremony where the couple serves tea to their parents and elders in the family. And in exchange, they get a red envelope full of cash. There are so many money-focused traditions in South Asian weddings at all. I think it's just generally understood that at the beginning of a marriage is when a couple needs money the most. But in Western culture, it's all about being independent. And I feel like couples are often frowned upon when they say that they want money as a gift. Like, my parents have always said that no heart goes into giving money. For us, it's typically more about trying to be thoughtful because it's assumed that the couple doesn't need money if that makes sense. If you're a couple who'd rather get money than cutting boards, (laughs) I suggest doing a gift registry at a flight center or a travel agency so that people feel like they know what they're contributing to. They're a lot more inclined to give big if they know they're helping pay for you to get to an all-inclusive in Jamaica rather than paying off your phone bill, if you know what I'm saying. Let's see what the next bride had to say. 
All right, woman, what advice would you have for future brides? Book Jaina, first of all, because <laughs> she will relieve all of your stress, especially on wedding morning. No matter how stressed out you are, she's going to make you feel totally bomb. You're in good hands. I didn't even have to tell her really what to do. She just did it, and I loved it. Um, trust your vendors. Book the good ones. Where you want all those important little details, pick good vendors. They will treat you right. They will do whatever you want as Bridezilla. Would you consider yourself a Bridezilla? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> With certain things, yes. Definitely certain things. When it came down to how I was going to look in my outfits, yes, I was a bridezilla. Enjoy your week. I mean, it goes by so fast, even if you have like a million events. Just enjoy each day. You know, be grateful. Everyone came out there for you, is helping you. Friends and family are always going to be there to like help you put things together, rely on them, delegate and yeah honestly just enjoy it because it goes by so fast and no matter how long of a day it is like you have a 24-hour wedding day like i did but it was like every moment was so great like i couldn't have asked for a better experience throughout the week yeah you're giving me goosebumps (laughs) i feel like i'm doing my wedding speech (laughs) (laughs) you nailed it crushed it (laughs) thank you A lot of brides underestimate the importance of the personality of the people that they book to have around them on their wedding day. I hear stories all the time of makeup artists being popular despite there being so many terrible reviews about their customer service. In my opinion, there's no point in being a part of all the online forums and review pages if you're just going to read horrible feedback and book those people. Anyways, if that's the case, you deserve to be treated like crap because you knew what you were getting into. There are so many vendors, makeup artists, photographers, and otherwise who'd love to do a wedding booking and would give you the VIP service that you are paying for. Oh my goodness, I could do an entire episode on this, so somebody come take my microphone from me, will you? <laughs> Let's see what the next ride had to say. What advice do you give other brides? One big one is creating your own email account that only used for talking to vendors. That way you and your fiance have access to them. Because it was the worst when I would I would be planning everything and I'd have to send them all the emails or do that. So if you can both access the account, oh, makes it so much so easier. That's so smart. Like just like a logistical tip. I love that. Yes. Okay. For the leading up to the day. Anything uh, on the day? On the day, I would say careful who you invite on the bus because people can really kill your vibe. <laughs> Okay. How do you know ahead of time who's going to kill your vibe? <laughs> That's also very true. <laughs> Another good one is um, order at McDonald's at the park. Oh. I don't know if you've heard of that one yet. No. Yeah. So when the bride and groom are like taking photos, the rest of all the people on the party bus, one person's designated to order food. Oh, so sorry. they just Uber junior chickens, cheeseburgers, and fries. And that just kind of helps everyone sober up for like... The for the dolly. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, I love that. I love that. Make sure the groom eats it. Okay. Because <laughs> he might be the most messed up one out of everyone. I feel like you sound like you have a personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> it may or may not have happened. Maybe you need a loaf of bread on the bus. That might be a good one. Okay. <laughs> Put a, lo- case. <laughs> put a loaf of bread on the bus. That's very... That's No one said that one yet, I promise. <laughs> and then... You spend so much time with vendors that you don't even think about it. And they kind of make or break your vibe. Hmm. The vendors that I have, I love them. I got you. Yay! Lucky me. You. (laughs) The photographer and videographers I had, I had iNav, Studio 101. Love them. They just really boost your confidence. They make you feel like the day is okay. And they really just start you out on the right foot. 
I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people, lots of brides underestimate exactly how much time you actually spend with your vendors. And it's typically more than you spend with anybody else on your wedding day, right? Oh, it's insane. Like you're not in your own brain. Like it's such an out of body experience having a wedding. Mm-hmm. And the people that are guiding you through it are your vendors. Mm-hmm. So yeah. having a good vibe and like good people that bring good energy, I think that's so important. That's beautiful advice. Can we get a moment of silence for the grooms who are involved enough to care about a wedding email account, please? So beautiful. I can't say that when I got married, my dude sent one single message on our behalf, but bless the grooms that do. Culturally speaking, I find that my South Asian grooms are so much more involved because traditionally the reception is the groom's party. While white guys, on the other hand, ugh. That's really not the case. Of course, I have met one or two groomzillas, but in general, if I'm overgeneralizing, lots of the times, the grooms don't really think that much about the wedding until like two days before, and then they realize why their brides have been obsessing so much for a year to a year and a half. Like, do we have a limo driver? There's going to be food there tonight, right? And the brides are sitting there going, yeah, these are the things that I've been stressing about for the last year. (laughs) Let's see what our next bride had to say. Uh, I would suggest having a rest day in between your wedding day and your reception. So we had one day in between to just um, really soak it all in, relax, get some massages and just feel um, rejuvenated before we get back to the partying. I think you guys are going to go so hard tonight now that you're fully relaxed. And you were saying how you like just being able to wake up the next day after your ceremony and just do whatever you want and not have, you know, makeup artists banging at your door. Exactly. After a long week of go, go, go uh, and so much partying, it's nice to have one day where you can get up without having any sort of timeline to follow and, you know, just really embrace being newlyweds and um, just kind of take it easy for a day before you get back to all the craziness. Oh, that's so cute. Thank you for that advice. I love it. Every time I have a bride who does the day in between, they always say that it was a good idea. So I love this idea for South Asian brides because the wedding week is long and exhausting. And by the time you get to the reception, you're running on empty. How cool would it be to have a second to connect with your person, sleep in, chill, and then come back guns blazing for the party of a lifetime? You spend too much money on your reception to be running on adrenaline and vodka shots, in my opinion. In terms of a Western wedding, the equivalent would be maybe making sure that your rehearsal party is a lunch instead of a dinner. That way you can duck out early and get lots of sleep for the next day. Speaking of sleep... My next bride broke the internet when she left me waiting outside her house for a whole hour on the morning of her wedding. I posted about it on my Instagram stories and people were just dying. Basically, I showed up to her house at 3.30 in the morning and I knocked on the door because obviously I'm not going to ring the doorbell when there's potentially a house full of sleeping people. So I knocked on the door. There was no answer. I knocked again. Still no answer. And I'm standing in the pitch dark on the doorstep of her house thinking, what do I do now? So I tried sending her a text. You know, I'm starting gently. Then, after I didn't get a response for my text, I called her. (coughs) I still didn't get an answer. I called again. 
And then I knocked again and then I posted a question on my Instagram story like, hey guys, I've been waiting outside for a while. Do you think I should ring the doorbell? And people answered, yes, absolutely. It's her wedding day. Well, I calculated approximately how much time I was willing to lose before actually waking up the whole house full of people. So I went and sat in my car for a little bit, called her a couple more times. She still didn't answer. And eventually I realized we lost an hour of our morning and thought, "Mm, she's probably going to appreciate if I wake her up. So I walked up to the door, rang the doorbell, and immediately she texted me, I'm coming. So she opens the door. Good morning, Gina. How are you? And I said, well, I'm good, but I've been standing out here for uh, an hour now. And she said, what? Really? I said, yeah, it's 4.30. And she said, it is? I guess she heard the doorbell and just assumed it was the time I was supposed to be there and I had no idea that she'd slept in. Anyways, here's the advice she had. Okay. All right, my advice is to all future brides, make sure you guys get lots of sleep. You got too much sleep. <laughs> Listeners don't know this, but you slept in on your wedding day. And I still got ready on time. So it all worked out. <laughs> she left me waiting outside her house for almost a whole hour while she just snoozed away. And I was very happy for you that you got your sleep. Yay. Did it pay off for the rest of the day? Of course. So you were happy and you were kind and you were... You're amazing. You're I was? <laughs> Yeah, it was like, okay, we have one hour less, but can we still be ready on time? Of course. We did it. Nice job. Do you have any other advice? I don't think so. That's it? Just get lots of sleep? Yeah. Okay. Deal. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love her advice. And truly, she had no excuse for being grumpy that day. We had a really great time together. And halfway through the makeup, she stopped me and said, wait a second, you're not even mad at me. And I said, no, it's your wedding. If we're late now, it's totally your fault, not mine. I'm glad I was on time. That's all that matters to me. And also, it's pretty awkward standing that close to somebody's face being mad at them the whole time. It's just not a vibe. So, of course, I was totally fine with it. All right, let's hear the next piece of advice. Keep the pre-wedding events and the wedding and reception, if you can, smaller and intimate. And try to invite people that you see at least once or twice a month. Once or twice a month? Yeah. I avoid people. I don't think I, I don't see anybody ever. But yeah, that's so then, then you're surrounded by people that you know actually love you, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then at least it's people that you know will take the time off work or whatever they have to come like make time for you. And then you had mentioned that you just felt so much less judged kind of because yeah. it's all supportive. It's all love. It's all everybody there yeah. to like just shower yeah. you. with. Yeah. And it's like the people that you know that will show up for you, they have like your best interest and like they'll be there if anything goes wrong or have your back kind of thing. So, yeah. They're not just there for free drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you have any other advice? Like just remind the guests not to drink too much on the party bus because when you go back to the Dolly and there's people that are too drunk sometimes people get carried away and just remember like your own family is there and it's a very emotional moment like you don't want like a drunk friend or a drunk cousin to ruin that moment because that's what they're going to remember and like obviously the parents don't understand the whole party bus culture because it's like very western they understand the doli Mm -hmm. part so it's a really important part to them so just be respectful because you know they they're the ones that raised you and like they should have this moment for themselves that's too. really good advice yeah because i think that's like a classic move to yeah. just get drunk af on the yeah. party yeah. just save it for the reception <laughs> what if what if your guests were what if whoever was drunk just didn't come to the dolly 
Is um, that an option? I don't know. Like, I'm, I I'm not used like to I feel like that is an option, but obviously the people that are drunk, people get so hyped being like, oh, they're going to be so fun to do the dual league games oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah they should be at the front. But then when people get too carried away, like, they don't realize they're getting carried away. Right. Yep, yep, So yep. I think it's better. So we need the people that are hyped without alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of only inviting people you really know. But if I think back on this advice specifically and how many people I see at least once or twice a month, uh, my wedding invite list would be pretty damn short. I guess my unsocial ass would be getting married with three guests, Apollo and Diego, my two French bulldogs and my Uber Eats delivery driver. That's it. <laughs> Because honestly, all I do is work. I'm not really hanging out with that many people, but bless her heart if she's seeing a lot of people one to two times a month. Our next piece of bride advice is sure to give you the warm and fuzzies. My advice to future brides would be you're going to feel like everything is out of your control during the day, but just know that at the end of it, you're going to be married to the person that you love so, so much and it will all be worth it. And keep that in mind because at some points you're going to be crazy stressed out, but that's what got me through the day. Oh, that's so sweet. You gave me goosebumps. (laughs) So worth it at the end of it. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Oh, wasn't that sweet? My next piece of advice actually comes from a groom. Let's hear what one of the guys had to say. I think it would be to have a friend around that'll be ready to yell at everyone and keep everything in order. So then you don't have to be the asshole? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good advice. Were people just not listening to you yesterday? Uh, yeah, I just I, I just feel like people kind of have their own idea about like what they want to do and how everything should go, and it just it just pays. It's just really helpful for you not to be the one that has to be the bad guy in the day to try and keep things on schedule. Exactly, uh-huh, yeah. I love that. Thank you. You know what? He makes a really good point. And I'd also suggest having someone around you to be your mirror. As a couple, you're busy enjoying the day. You aren't checking yourself out all the time. And most of the people around you are super preoccupied with how they look. So choose one of your bridesmaids to be responsible for holding on to some of your bobby pins, blotting papers, and your lip gloss. And keep an eye on anything going rogue. I had a friend who got married in Mexico. I couldn't be there. But when I saw her wedding photos, she had this beautiful beautiful bun, but there was one very large curl that had popped out the side and was super distracting in every one of her pictures. To this day, I'm convinced either everyone was too distracted with how they looked or she doesn't have any real friends because nobody fixed it the whole day. How rude. Our next piece of advice actually comes from the friend of a bride. Tell your family to fuck off as much as possible. (laughs) Are you already married? I am. am. (laughs) And did you tell your family to fuck off? I did. (laughs) During the week and then after the week and then months after the week. So just a general fuck off. Just a general fuck off goodbye. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's some very passionate advice, but who knows? Maybe her family deserves it. On a more serious note, I have to tell you that one of the things, one of the visuals that I try to give my couples when we talk about stress with weddings and navigating your family drama and all that sort of thing. Okay, so imagine you as a couple holding hands. Okay, so you're holding on to your partner's hand. Now, your other hand is holding on to your family, while his other hand 
is holding on to his family. So I believe that when it comes to wedding planning, what happens is the two of you sometimes need to sway more towards what the bride's family wants. And then you sway a little bit more towards what the groom's side wants every once in a while. But the main point is that the two of you stay with your hands connected. Sometimes you need to sway a little one way. Sometimes you need to sway the other. But the most important is that you stay together or that you stay unified. The times that I found that couples have had the most problems is when either one of the partners goes too far in the direction of his or her family without taking their partner into consideration. And truthfully, I believe that's the whole reason for planning a wedding. It's almost like a hazing process to see, can you navigate all the outside factors? Can you navigate both of your families? Can you stay unified despite everybody else having different wants and needs from you? So at the end of it, you learn so much about your relationship. You also learn so much about each other's families, all because of the wedding planning process. It's all about prioritizing your needs as a couple, because don't forget, you each have your own families, but now that you're getting married, your family. family. You are starting your own family and you get to decide what matters, what matters to you. Okay, let's hear what the next bride has to say. For this one, uh, Tim, I'm going to need you to put a little treatment over her voice so that no one can recognize. And once you hear the advice, you'll understand why. When you guys are fighting, put it on pause and just try to have as much sex as possible. (laughs) If you've been listening to this show long enough, you know that that's the kind of advice that I appreciate. I'm here for it. I had to keep that one in because let's be honest, it's pretty hard to stay mad at somebody while you're bumping uglies. Am I right? This last conversation is one I had with the bride just two days ago, and we actually added in a little something extra. Yesterday was your ceremony. Mm-hmm. Now you're almost ready for your reception. You yep. haven't even seen your look yet. Do you think it's going to be good? Yes, I know it's going to be good. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you like I'm it. I'm so confident. No pressure to like it, even if you don't. But yeah, so we were talking about maybe you have some advice that you could give a bride. I do have some advice. You've probably heard this, but... Like Jaina said, it's my reception day and I truly feel like this week has just gone by really, really quick and there were definitely moments of planning where I was super stressed out and I just felt like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this wedding to just happen. But my advice is really enjoy every single moment, even like the moments of stress, just try to like take a breath and really enjoy even being able to plan such a great event. Oh, that's such good advice because all of a sudden it's over and all you're left with is your husband and his farts, right? Totally. (laughs) Yes. Well said. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Oh, wait, should we record your reveal? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, but then I can't do it on. Okay, it's fine. I can't do it on video, but let's do let's do audio. I've never done an audio reveal before. I think it's cool. <laughs> okay. She literally doesn't even know what. I, she has no idea what she looks like. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. Here you go. Here's the mirror. Oh my gosh, Gina. <laughs> yeah. That looks so good. Yeah. Isn't the hair so sexy? Yes. <laughs> Holy, this came together so well. <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed. I'm obsessed. Okay, Look but the, the lips, eyes. though, are the lips even? I think you nailed it this time. <laughs> You're just faking been, it. You're I've faking been, it for the audio. I am not, because look, you actually, you know what I'm talking about. This was our, okay, for, for like context, this was our fourth booking together. And every time I've been trying so hard to get the lips exactly how she wants them. And every time she's like, yeah, they're like, they're almost... <laughs> No, like they're actually so I like I'm being honest. I'm not gonna change anything. Okay. So don't give me the lip liner. You yeah, you nailed it. Oh, look at I that. It. I know okay. I'm picky with the lips, but No, we got it. Look at that. You look amazing. 
Oh, thank you. You <laughs> Hannah, are you listening? Did you hear what that woman just said? Look at you, surrounded by dirty tissues and a frantic mess of craft projects. Are you enjoying the process? I haven't been. You're right. I, I really haven't. But you found love. And that's a beautiful thing. A perfect wedding has nothing to do with a happy marriage. And that's what matters most. You're right. Pull yourself together, Hannah. Come on. We're celebrating love. Don't be stupid. You're right, wedding godmother. It's all about celebrating love. And that was the theme of my wedding. So I found all kinds of different ways to express that and to pleasantly surprise my guests. Now, the first thing I did differently was I ask myself, why is it that the bridesmaids show up with flowers already? I wanted my ceremony to have a very romantic feeling. So what I did was I had the flowers already at the church with the groomsmen and they were holding them behind their backs. And the bridesmaids walked in to the ceremony on their own and the grooms walked towards them. So they actually met halfway down the aisle. And when they met, the groom would present the flowers to the bridesmaid from behind his back and she would accept them. Then they would go arm in arm the rest of the way down the aisle. So it was like a romantic gesture. Like he's saying, hello, nice to meet you. Here's some flowers. Let's walk together. It was very sweet. And a lot of people were saying they'd never seen that done before. I mean, I invented it myself. Somebody else may have done it, but I never heard of it. I came up with that myself because I really wanted it to feel like a date kind of thing. So the next thing I did different was I knew that my groom was going to do a performance. And I also knew that if I had to do a performance for one, I was going to now be stressed about the reception because I was going to have to remember choreography or something like that. And I also knew that if I was going to do a performance, I didn't want to do it in a wedding dress. I mean, come on, let's be honest. You can't really shake your booty with a big gown on, right? So before the wedding, I hired a production company to recreate the What A Man music video by Salt and Pepper. So I actually had all of my groom's closest friends in it. I had his mom in it. She actually did the Roger Rabbit at one point. And then during that line when it says, never disrespectful because his mama taught him that. She was like, yeah, it was so cute. And he was absolutely shook when I surprised him with it at the reception. It was great because he did his little performance and he felt super cool. And then a screen came down from the ceiling and this music video started to play and he was blown. The best part was I actually never liked his car because even though it was kind of his favorite, he had this totally souped up sports car. It was always breaking down. So my little joke in the music video is I'm driving through the streets, like singing along to this song. And they had all these crane shots of the car from all different angles and the tires spinning as I'm driving. And then all of a sudden, while I'm driving, the car breaks down. So now I've got the hood popped open and I'm leaning over and I'm trying to fix it. Anyways, if you search surprise video to Ray on Vimeo, you'll find it. It's the What A Man music video. I'm proud of it. I look pretty nerdy in it because it was a long time ago, but it was really well done. Anyways, I love that I was able to surprise my groom without having to break a sweat and I got to have all different locations and outfit changes and I didn't have to remember choreography. So that was something I highly recommend. And actually, I had a lot of men messaging me saying, I wish a woman would do something like this for me. So that's one of my little extra tips. And lastly, this might seem a little dark, but hopefully you'll ride with me on this one. 
At my wedding, we had a lot of beautiful floral arrangements left over that we weren't quite sure what to do with, and someone suggested that we take them to the cemetery to leave on the graves of the family members who couldn't join us for the wedding. I thought it was a beautiful way to play tribute, as well as a pretty cool family flex, like we were starring in an episode of Pimp My Tombstone. (laughs) Anyways, it was a really cool thing to do the day after the wedding. We all kind of went down to the cemetery and presented the flowers to the graves of the family members that had passed in. Honestly, I can't think of a better way to use your leftover florals. You know what? I'm feeling inspired. I'm not going to waste any more time stressing about silly things. I'm going to enjoy the process, find the best vendors I can, lean on my friends, and every time I get in a stupid argument with my fiancé, I'm going to rip his clothes off instead. And now that I think of it, we've got a lot of making up to do. (laughs) Thank you, Wedding Godmother. You just made everything all better. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Well, then, my work here is done. Thank you, darling. I hope you have a fabulous wedding and don't forget to brush your teeth. Well, that's it for our time this week. Hopefully you found that helpful and entertaining. Of course, I need to send a huge shout out to the brides who participated in this week's episode. Thank you so much. And don't worry if you're booking with me in the future. I think I'm going to end up doing another episode like this. So start thinking about your advice. If you know someone who's planning a wedding or someone who could use a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, another wedding goes off without a hitch. It's true. (laughs) Thank you for pressing play this week. Now, until next time, go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass Big Lash energy everywhere you go. Bye.